Welcome to today's segment of Christian Addiction Recovery Radio, your information source for Christian addiction recovery, brought to you by Power for Abundant Recovery Ministries International on KURL 93.3 FM, your local Christian radio, with your host, Mark McManus and Patricia McKay. Hi, everybody. Welcome to Christian Addiction Recovery Radio. Hi, Patricia. Hi, Mark. So I wanted to share a story. Uh, When I was working in the addiction treatment field, I shared a story that I put together to give an example of the idea that we can't play with addiction. We have an enemy who comes to steal, kill, and destroy And there is this romanticizing of whatever that addiction is versus the reality. Well, I do believe it says in the Word of God that in the last days, people will be lovers of pleasure Mm -hmm. rather than lovers of God. And Mm -hmm. I I think that people are seeking pleasure so much these days in, in alcohol or drugs or Pornography or electronic Mm -hmm. gambling, whatever that is, any addiction. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to share it with you as I did when I was speaking to our residents and those in treatment. And so I'm hoping it will make sense. So first of all, the premise is that when we are in addiction, we are entwined in a relationship with that substance, with that addiction. All right. It is, in fact, a very deadly relationship that engulfs our mind, will, and emotions, physical addiction, and spiritual fragmentation. And so I, I want to start this on the basis of that addiction is a relationship. All right. So imagine this. You are in a relationship with somebody. Instead of addiction, we'll use the name Addy. Okay. So you're in this relationship with Addie, and you come home, and you notice this little black book on your dresser, and you look at it, and on the front of it, it says hit list. And you look and go, hit list? What is that? And so you open it up, and you see your name in there, and you go to Addie, you say, Addie, what is this? What is this hit list thing, and why is my name in there? And Addie goes, well, you know what? I, I've been meaning to have a talk with you. I said, talk about what? Well, we need to have a serious talk. If you stay with me, I'm going to kill you. It's like, what did you just say? That's insane. What, what, what's wrong with you? No, 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 no. I'm, I, I'm serious, Addie says. I, I really... I need to be honest and transparent. If you stay with me, I'm going to kill you. And all, so all of a sudden, here's this the emotion and anger and frustration and denial going on. Why would you even say that to me? We've been together for so long. Why would you even say that? And the third time, Addie says, listen to me. I'm not playing. If you stay with me, I have to kill you. And it's like there's this this whole array of emotions and this buzzing in the head going on is like, what, what's going on right now? I can't even believe that, that Addie is saying this. Why would that even come into fruition like this? And so what happens as there's the beginning of acceptance that Addie is not playing, then there's this bargaining that happens. You know, okay, Addie, wait, well, wait, wait a minute. Wait a minute. We, we've been together for so long. You got me through 
my uncle's funeral. We, we, we celebrated birthdays together. We celebrated holidays together. And, and you comforted me when I was, when I was alone. And now you're telling me you're going to kill me. And it's like, yes, that's exactly right. Well, okay, well, wait a minute. Let's, let's maybe, let's negotiate. Maybe if I could just see you uh, once or twice a week, how about that? What if I just visited you twice a week? And remember, we're talking about Addy addiction. Well, maybe, maybe I'll just cut back. I'll, 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 I'll just see you once in a while. How, could, could we do that? And Addy says, I'm just going to say it again. If you stay with me, I'm going to kill you. And it's like, oh, man, I can't believe this. And so all of a sudden, as this is going on, and, and there's this idea, this grieving going on, this idea of, well, how can I break up this relationship? We've been together so long. I can't believe this is happening. I don't want to break up this relationship. And then finally, I come to this realization, well, I, I, can't, I can't do this by myself. I just, I can't, I can't, I can't break up this relationship. So I reach out to some close friends. And my friends say, look, man, you've got to get away from Addie. Because if you don't, you're going to be a dead person. It's like, oh, man, I can't even believe you guys are saying this too. And it's like, I need help. I need you to help me get out of this relationship because I, I just can't do it on my own. And so all of a sudden, these, these friends come over and it's like, you know, I'm going through this grieving process. I'm, I, I'm trying to close the door behind me. And I, e e even as I'm, I, I'm moving out of this relationship, going, man, I, I, don't, know, I don't know how I'm going to live without Addie. I don't know how I'm going to do this. And then comes a time where I'm going through this grieving process. How do I do this? How, how do I handle my life without Addie? And then this slow healing process begins, and I, I start looking beyond the walls of this addictive relationship and that cocoon that I was in. And I began, all of a sudden, I, I, I began experiencing life on a different level and in, in wholeness and healing. And then I'm at this gathering, a barbecue. I'm it's at this gathering. I'm having a great time. And Addie shows up. Mm. And, and, oh my gosh, there's Addie. And all of a sudden, there's this flurry of emotion inside. My heart starts beating faster, and, and, and my mind starts racing a little bit, and Addie walks up and says, wow, it's, it's, it's really good to see you. I've missed you. Mm. And, and even in the midst of the pain and the frustration and the anger, there's this thing that says, well, you know, I've, I, 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 I've thought about you too. And then this idea, well, maybe... Could we, could we just have one dance together? Just, just for old time's sake, just one, one dance together. And Addie goes, sure, you bet, uh, of course. And, and so minutes later, they find this person laying on the dance floor, deceased. And Addie is walking away. I tried to tell you, if you stay with me, I'm going to kill you. And that's the demonic, unrelenting nature of addiction. There's no compromise. And 
many times people don't realize the relationship that they have gotten entwined in with addiction until they try to leave it and move out of it. Now, you have the physical component, you have the physical addiction, the withdrawals, things like that, but then you have the mind, will, and emotions of the soul, and that's healing component that not only heals our mind, will, and emotion, but begins piercing in that enmeshment of delusion and deception and false identity and begins setting us free. That's why we say, you know, without the healer, there's no healing. We're just managing damage. All we're doing, we're abstaining from this relationship with Addie. And so what happens if you take Jesus out of the component, Christ-centered recovery, Jesus out of that scenario, it's this ongoing scenario of, I hope I don't run into Addie. What if I'm in a weak moment? Maybe I'm sad, or maybe I'm by myself, or maybe I'm going through a trauma. I, oh, I sure hope Addie doesn't show up. That's not abundant recovery. Abundant recovery is a relationship with Jesus Christ, not a higher power. In that scenario, Addie was the higher power. Now all you've done is you've taken that false higher power out of the picture, and there's a void there. And if it gets filled with anything but Jesus Christ, that higher power is not going to be sufficient when Addie comes up and says, I really missed you. I was thinking about our memories that we had, all the times that we had together. And it's like, oh, I know. And I, I'm in this worst spot in my life right now. And I'm just in pain. And I'm feeling rejected. And I'm feeling lonely. And Addie goes, I know. I, I remember how I used to comfort you. And if we don't have Jesus Christ speaking truth into our mind, will, and emotions, that demonic deception of Addie can be so powerful and seductive. That's why it's not enough to abstain. It's about healing and restoration and breaking the soul ties, breaking the chains with addiction with Addie, so that when that comes up and we're in a scenario where we're hurting, we're in pain, Maybe we've had rejection, and Addie comes up and says, you know, I've missed you, or I can comfort you. In Christ, you can say, I rebuke you in Jesus' name, because I have a Lord who has healed me, who has delivered me, who's given me hope and restoration, who will never leave me nor forsake me because there is one way. And what happens with that is he, when we are weak, he is strong. When we're feeling lost, he's our anchor. When we're feeling alone, he is our comforter. And so I sincerely had gone back and forth, Patricia, about how I was going to share this on our segment, or even if I was going to share this, but I felt the need to go ahead and share the Addie story. Thank you, Mark. 
You know, there was a verse that came to my mind, Matthew 12, 43 through 45. When an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order. Now, this would be recovery without Jesus. Mm -hmm. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse off than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. Boy, that that is so powerful because here's the thing. In pantheistic recovery, the idea is this is a progressive disease and it gets worse and worse and worse and worse. Even if you're not drinking, it gets worse. The reason it gets worse is spiritual. And the reason that it gets worse is what you just shared. It was unoccupied. And it was unoccupied. Please read that again. I, I really want you to get this because we're going to cast some light on something. If I'm under the belief, well, this is a progressive disease and it's only going to get worse and worse and worse, I'm constantly living under this idea of fear that if I don't work a program hard enough or, you know, Martian step to this pantheistic program, I am going to relapse. The deal is we need Jesus Christ. Please read that again. Yes. He's the one who needs to occupy our house. Yes. Matthew 12, 43, when an impure spirit comes out of a person, it goes through arid places seeking rest and does not find it. In this case, the impure spirit is named Addie. Then it says, I will return to the house I left. When it arrives, it finds the house unoccupied, swept clean, and put in order, but no Holy Spirit. Then it goes and takes with it seven other spirits more wicked than itself, mm. and they go in and live there. And the final condition of that person is worse than the first. That is how it will be with this wicked generation. For some of you, this is like a bam revelation because the fact of the matter is we've seen many who have began having restoration and moving towards God. But then because the house was left empty, when they went back out, it was worse and worse. Well, that's all the time we have for today's segment. Thanks again for joining us on Christian Addiction Recovery Radio, right here on KURL 93.3 FM, your local Christian radio.